0: Welcome to Ignite Your Confidence for women in leadership who want to speak up and stand out. I'm your host, Karen Laus. Here you'll get all of the tips and tools that you need to stand out with unshakable confidence. Let's jump in to today's episode. Hello, everybody. I am particularly excited about today's guest because she has been elevating my brand for quite a while now, and I am so proud to say that I work with her. And rather than getting into all the details about her and what she's done for me, well, that will come later, but I want to have her take the opportunity to introduce herself and tell you about what she does. So, Brielle. Thank you, Karen. Go for it. Thank you
1: so much. I'm Brielle Cotterman, and I'm a publicity expert and a celebrity maker. I'm a TEDx speaker and a contributor to Entrepreneur Magazine, and I help entrepreneurs, leaders, and C-suite executives step onto the stage and share their story so that they can make a positive impact in the world.
0: I love it. And you've helped me share my story in ways that I didn't even know that I didn't know what I was missing. So I think for anybody listening to this, that I, I, I mean, we interviewed, as you know, Brielle, several PR firms, people, that kind of thing. And you just rose to the surface each and every time that we would have another conversation. And you have shown that the proof is in the pudding, as they say. Well,
1: thank you. Yes.
0: And so I I definitely want to highlight how amazing you have been for me. And I would love to know more about the woman behind your brand and have you share a little bit, as you know, my guests are listening to this, that are women leaders in some type of situation, whether it's entrepreneur in the corporate world and typically over 40, so what would you say is one of your favorite stories of someone that you worked with where you helped to elevate their brand?
1: Well, first of all, thank you so much for all of your lovely compliments. Of um, course. The feeling is mutual. It's wonderful to work with you. And and of course, I, I was just sharing this earlier with the client. I'm at that stage in my career where I work with people that um, I want to work with. You know, I, I'm not in the habit of, taking in clients who um, are not a good fit. And so I'm very grateful for you and for for all of our clients. Um, But one story specifically, you know, I always, I love anytime we can take a client, not necessarily ground zero, because we work with people who are already successful in their own right, Um, but giving them the opportunity to shine a light on what they're doing, on who they are, and all of the incredible things, not just that they're doing professionally, but who they are as a human being. And I think a lot of times people get really focused on the career objectives and they forget that the people in the world, your audience or the people who are waiting to hear your story, they really care about who you are as a human being. Um, I have a client specifically that. She has a, a women networking organization. And not only have we been able to amplify the attention on that organization, but really for the first time in her career, and she's very, very successful, help her to be able to share her own story. Um, so for her, that was just really not non-existent. It was all about the service, it was all about what she was doing. And we were able to help her to identify that story, tell it brilliantly, and then of course get her all of those amazing stages and publications to be able to tell it all over the place.
0: That's so great. Well, and that, I love that about the personal side, because that is something as, as you posed in one of our incubators when you said something like, okay, so tell us what would you be doing if you weren't doing that? What's your passion story? And I laugh because like you said, my immediate reaction when we first, when I was at one of your first meetings was, well, I'd be doing this. And then I love when you, You said you immediately already responded to what I was thinking. And I thought, oh, shoot, what is it then? And you really helped to, uh, what would I say, reinforce that muscle in my brain to go, yeah, what would I be doing that would be different? Yeah, I think it's a
1: really good exercise, you know, to think about because your typical, you know, your response is very typical for highly successful women who are doing great things things in the world. I mean, they're living their dream, which is amazing. And we all want to create that life, yes. um, you know, where we're living what it is that we have envisioned. Um, but when we ask those sorts of questions, I mean, as you know, Karen, I'm, I'm a big believer in digging a little bit deeper and getting below the yes, surface and you really are. coming up with meaningful answers and meaningful stories that show people who you are and what you stand for. The reason being is You know, it's amazing to have screens, to have access for you to be in California and me to be on my horse farm in Kentucky and us to be able to be recording this podcast. But at the same time, that screen is a barrier to our communication, as you well know. And so we have to be even more thoughtful and more poignant in the things that we do share, the words that we say and the stories that we tell to give people the opportunity to truly connect with us and get to know us at a heart level, because that's really what it's all about.
0: Yes. Isn't that the truth? I mean, we do so much want to do business with people that we know, like, and trust. And the fact that you helped me make it more intentional was a huge part of what I'm seeing in my success that you have helped me with. So I want to talk about your story. Is this something that you thought that you wanted to do as a kid? So Actually,
1: when I was growing up, um, and even when I was in my undergraduate work, I was planning to go to law school. Um, my undergraduate degree is in statistical analysis of public policy. Um, and I was planning to go to DC and be a lobbyist and change the world. And what, so what I do now, um, Obviously I don't use my undergraduate degree in statistical analysis every day, uh, <laughs> but I still believe that I'm changing the world. I'm just doing it in a totally different way.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, you definitely are. That's for sure. Yeah. And what, when did you decide that you wanted to do this? So I have a combination of a lot
1: of special experiences that have led me to where I am. Um, I was, I've always been very interested in sales and marketing. I being, you know, that person who studied statistics and and wanted to know about public policy and all of those things, I wanna know why things work the way they do. And so I've always thought from a sales and marketing perspective, there has to be a reason why people gravitate towards one person versus another. Why is it that we feel confident and comfortable know, knowing, liking and trusting one person versus another person who might repel us. Mm -hmm. And so the the kind of science behind it, even though I am a big story person and I'm a huge believer in that, um, that's really the piece that has intrigued me and caused me to create the organization that we have now where we do things differently. So Mm -hmm. just recounting my background a little bit, I was in sales and marketing. Um, Well, prior to that, I competed in the Miss America organization. Um, I never won a state title. I was a runner-up. I was a, I was second runner-up um, to Miss Indiana and the Miss America mm-hmm. organization. And I went on to become Mrs. Indiana America, but I competed. I worked as a national spokesperson for charitable organizations. So I was speaking professionally on behalf of different charities. Um, and then I got very heavily into sales and marketing and ended up leading uh, part of an organization in banking. And I really, I, I love sales and marketing. It's like, it's at my core, it's who I am. I just analyze the way things work and the reasons why people say yes and the words that we say and how they affect and impact people. And so when I went into the PR world, more than a decade ago. um, It was just a very natural fit for me. I realized that this is, I've kind of been doing this my whole life. I'm a connector by nature. Um, I love the power of publicity if it's used well and strategically. And so when I went into the PR space, one, it was a very natural fit, but I started kind of analyzing and using my time working in an agency as a case study, basically every single person that came in was really phenomenally qualified. But why was it one person versus the other? Why would one person get the book deal, get the TEDx, get the opportunities, and the other one kind of plateau? And so that's when I identified that story and the way that it's shared is the key differentiator. Mm.
0: Well, what would you give someone around as far as advice for that, as far as, okay, I want to tell my story, but I don't know how, how do I start? What would you say to that person? Well, I think
1: we get a lot of conflicting information too, that we have to be careful of because we hear all the time, share your story, share your story. Um, which it's true. I mean, I tell my clients to share their story as well, but, um, you don't want to share everything. You don't have to share everything and you need to have a strategy around that story. So I always suggest and recommend identifying what we call the breakthrough story because it's typically based around a major transformation or a breakthrough in your life. And it helps you to break through the noise. Mm -hmm. And that to me is the story of your why it's statistically proven over and over and over again. If I share with you a, a bit of information, um, you're far less likely to remember or recall that bit of information if I just share it with you straightforward. If I share it with you in a story, I think it's like 70 or 77%, you're more likely to recall that information. So that's the reason why we teach telling that story. And if a person is starting from scratch and they're getting ready and they really want to share their story, identify that breakthrough story so that major transformation or moment in time that relates to your why, and tell it in three parts only. our Our brains are wired to interpret stories that way. So, who was I before the major transformation or the climax in the story, and who am I after? And that's a part that 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 who am I after is the piece that is the trickiest, um, especially for women, in my experience, because mm-hmm. you know we we don't want to brag about ourselves, and yeah. we have to talk about your rise. You know, we have to identify this is who i was this is the thing that i overcame the challenge the triumph whatever it might be and look at me now and that's a hard piece to own sometimes so identify your breakthrough story the story of your why and tell it in those three simple bullet
0: points love it can you share yours yes
1: yeah, so i um so i was a i was in a relationship like many people have been uh, that was not necessarily healthy. Um, I didn't identify it as such um, when I was in that relationship for the majority of the time. I just knew that something felt off. But I lost myself. I lost who I was. I lost um, my professional confidence. Um, I lost all of those things. Like I lost my identity. and I am a survivor of attempted murder and domestic violence. And that day changed my life forever, not just physically and from a a trauma standpoint, um, but professionally and the work that I get to do in the world. I recognize completely that we all have ups and downs in our lives and there is nothing that goes on in your life that you have to be ashamed of and hold back. Mm -hmm. There's no stigma that can prevent you from doing the greatness that you're meant to do in this world. And so that's the organization that I've created. And I give women the opportunity every single day to step onto the world stage and share their stories.
0: Wow. Thank you for sharing that. I know yeah, you are a welcome. really powerful story, Brielle. It's, it's just quite remarkable that you are alive and where you are today. So what advice- Well, one of the you- pieces I do want to
1: share also yeah. is that's my story and- I, I, I always find that people have, especially women, we have one, or two, one of two scenarios. It's either I've lived so much life, I don't know what story to tell, or my life has been pretty great and vanilla, and I don't know if anybody would be interested in my story. And so I just want to give this piece of advice. your Your story does not have to be filled with drama and trauma to make a massive impact for somebody who needs to hear it. It doesn't have to be that, you know, sell everything and move to Bali, like eat, pray, love, or, you know, it right. doesn't have to be that type of a moment to make a difference for the person who actually needs to hear it.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a good reminder. How would you coach someone who feels that their life is vanilla?
1: Oh, well, I do it all the time. What's the first step? What's the first step? Fall in one camp or the other, but You know, we do a lot of digging and and it really goes back to the why and then because everybody has a why, you know, everybody has a reason and then it's really just identifying a moment in time when maybe that why first became apparent to you or identifying a moment in time when you recognize that that why was challenged. And you said, I'm never going to let this happen again. You know, there's a lot of different ways to get to that place where you can identify that breakthrough story. So even if it, it, you know, I love my, the clients who have really happy stories and and really, you know, they don't have that drama, trauma component. uh, That's amazing. But um, finding it can often be trickier because they don't have that, you know, that, that one, that moment in time to identify as easily. So Mm -hmm. thinking about what was the moment that made my why important to me?
0: Oh, that's good. What was your moment?
1: Well, it was that moment in time, you know, when, when I nearly lost my life, it changed my perspective on everything. Mm. It changed the way I parent. It changed the way I live my own life. Um, Just as a human being, I threw myself into um, health and wellness and getting to a place where I could understand one, how did I ever get into a situation when I was in an abusive relationship? Mm -hmm. And two, how do I never, ever end up there again? Mm -hmm. And so I went through tons of therapies and healing practices and all of those things. And I really developed. An acute sense of empathy and understanding for people who were experiencing challenges in their life that I would never have had, Karen, had I not experienced what I did. Hmm. Hmm.
0: What do you think is the reason that women get into abusive relationships and stay?
1: So one, I think people get into abusive relationships because they are unaware of the red flags or they have experienced them in another relationship, whether that's a parental relationship or a familial relationship, and they don't understand that that is wrong or poor treatment. Um, You know, there are a lot of red flags that aren't necessarily physical, the majority of them. Or um, not, you know, I have a dear friend who is a domestic violence uh, detective and she says all the time, you cannot show me a survivor of physical abuse who is not also a survivor of mental and emotional abuse. It doesn't exist.
0: Wow. Um,
1: so that cycle of abuse, one, I think, is something that is not enough attention paid to. I had zero concept of what the cycle of abuse was, what it looked like, Um I just knew that something felt off and I had, you know, my parents are still married. They have a healthy relationship. I had never experienced or seen any sort of physical violence. And so I didn't know any warning signs. I was completely uneducated when it came to anything to do with an abusive relationship. And the reason why women stay is very complex. First of all, when a woman tries to leave an abusive relationship, she is 70 times more likely to lose her life than when she is in that abusive relationship. Ugh. So when you are experiencing that and you're in that situation, when you decide you're going to leave, it's typically not something, I didn't do it the right way. That That's what happened to me. I, I tried to exit the relationship and I didn't do it properly. Um, but when you, when a woman tries to leave an abusive relationship, and it may, the statistic may even be higher than that by now, but you are 70 times more likely to lose your life. So the question of why did you stay, you know, you're removing your abuser's control when you leave the situation Mm -hmm. and every single woman who is in an abusive relationship, they're being gaslit, they're being manipulated, they're being threatened, being told you'll never get to see your children again. I'm going to harm your animal. You know, there's all of these things that go along with it. It's not as simple as walking out the door. And so you've been conditioned and groomed by your abuser for so long. And, you know, for me, I just finally got to that point. Like I said, that that was the choice that I had to make, but I didn't do it the right way. And so that's why there are organizations like the National Association for Domestic Violence, Prevention of Domestic Violence, and the, the hotlines and so forth, where they make strategic exit plans with you, and they help people to create a safe exit strategy, so you don't end up in a position like I did.
0: Mm-hmm. It's really just astonishing, and it's, it's heart-wrenching that these things happen and continue to happen, so thank you for shedding a light, too. That statistic is so, so um, just mind-blowing, and I, I don't, I don't even know what to say. It's a lot. That's a lot to take in. And I just, I'm so grateful that there are there's support for women. And I'm just grateful for you telling your story. Thank you, Karen. Yes. And you know,
1: that's really one of the things because I think about all the time. I wasn't, like I said, I was not, this is not something, uh, this is not generational for me They're, You know, they're really, was zero exposure except through the media, um, through movies and so forth. So I had a very I had a, a huge misconception about what a person looks like who is abused. Hmm. You know, from my perspective, it was a person who had a black eye. And it was, you know, and, th- and that's yeah. not at all what that looks like. Um, so we have to do a better job as a culture to share the stories of the realities of abuse. And that will help to alleviate and eliminate stigmas because this is something that is so prevalent and happening all around us. More than 40% of women experience domestic violence during their lifetime. So it's not something to be ashamed of. This is something yeah. that's happening all the time. There's, this is something to find a solution to, to start reducing and eliminating the issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Well, shifting gears for a moment, what is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given?
1: So my mentor, when I went into the PR world, she owned her own, the marketing and PR firm in Boston. um, And she also owned a publishing imprint. She was a great friend of mine. And we had been working on some book projects together um, when I went to work for her firm. And she told me, You cannot sit back and wait for your client to do something that's newsworthy. You have to make them the news. You have to find what it is that they're doing and who they are and what they're creating or the work that they're doing. Find the news. And that's the best professional piece of advice that I've ever been given because, you know, a lot of times we don't think that the things that we're doing are newsworthy because we're just living our lives and running our business and doing our day-to-day. And so I always look at every single client through that lens. What is it that they're doing that makes them newsworthy and makes them special, makes their story interesting. What is their work, their social initiative? What is the difference that they're making in the world that people care about? Because stories of hope and messages of hope are really what, you know i work really hard to try to put into the world and really just you know viewing life through that lens but also viewing um every single client through that lens of what can, what is it that's there that's newsworthy and interesting
0: well and there's multiple reasons why i'm grateful for you but that is one of them that you are always looking for the good as well you're looking for this hope like you said and the uplifting stories. And it is amazing how much you care about each of your clients. So thank you. I personally want to thank you for that. And I I, I see it in people, other people that you're working with, because I've connected with many of them yeah. <laughs> outside of our conversations. So it's it's really fun to see that consistent theme happening. On the other side, related to the same question, what is the best advice that you would offer? Someone, particularly a woman who is wanting to build her brand, but isn't exactly sure where to start.
1: I think in business in general, the, the best advice, you know, so there's, I'm a, I'm a world's grand champion equestrian. I've been riding horses my whole life. We raise horses. Um, And I always say that I think the thing that makes me the best entrepreneur are the lessons that I've learned in the saddle on horseback.
0: Um,
1: You know, that is the determination, the tenacity, the, um, you fall down, you get back up, you know, that to me, those are the pieces when you're building anything, especially a business or a brand, there's so much conflicting information down there, out there, being authentic, being genuine, all of those things are so vital and so important. But at the end of the day, when you are building anything, it's remembering that if you fall down and you will, you just have to get back up and keep going. And remember that you're doing this for a reason. This, this was put apart for a reason. And I'm, I'm a firm believer in that, that this vision or brand and this, this piece is there for you because it's meant for you. And that doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to come easily or that it's right around the corner, but it is there for you. So just never giving up and always
0: moving forward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Great examples. Well, is there anything that I haven't asked you yet that you want me to ask?
1: I mean, we can talk about, there's a million things we can talk about, Karen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, one of the really interesting pieces In where I am in my life right now is, you know, we talked about the um, domestic violence that I experienced, but now I'm in a position where I'm in a very happy love relationship. I'm married, I'm remarried, and Mm -hmm. we have three children. And it is for me, I think it has elevated my career so much to be able to have a really strong and supportive partner. And that makes all the difference in the world. And I think, you know, having experienced the bad, I can, I was able to, after a lot of work on myself, identify the really good as well. And that's just been a huge blessing for me. And I'm so grateful for that. And I think sometimes we have to celebrate not only ourselves, but our situations. And that can be hard for women to do. But, you know, I try to celebrate the fact that. I do have a supportive partner and he does make it possible for me to do the work that I do in an even
0: better and stronger way. Wow. That's so beautiful. I'm so glad you found him. Uh, Me too. It took me a while. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sometimes it takes, takes time, right? We have to go through the things that we need to go through. Well, I'm so grateful for this conversation, Brielle. And What would you like to share as some closing thoughts, anything that you'd like to add or what you, what you'd like to promote?
1: Oh, well, sure. Yeah. And, you know, I don't have anything specific to promote. I can be found on any social platform at Brielle Cotterman. And that is my website as well. It's B-R-I-E-L-L-E and Cotterman, C-O-T-T-E-R-M-A-N. And, you know, I just really want to, Express my gratitude for you and thank you for all of your kind words. It's fun to be here. I've actually never been interviewed by one of my clients on their podcast. So what?
0: I just got to. Yeah.
1: Wow. So thank you for the invitation and I appreciate all of your kind words. And I just want to echo back. You know, I was talking, I had a, a client call earlier today and I was sharing with her also. It's such a wonderful place to be in my career and my business and with my organization to feel so grateful for all of the people that you get the opportunity to work with and interact with and mentor and work side by side with and everything. And I'm really there and it's taken, it's been a journey, you know, I mean, that's not something that comes automatically, specifically when you're building a team or you're taking in new clients into your practice. Um, But I am there and I'm very grateful for my discernment because it took there again, just like finding the right uh, romantic partner. (laughs) It took (laughs) all of the experiences of my life to be able to identify this is a client that's the right fit for me because I know I I can tell where she wants to go. I can see her vision. I can feel her aspirations. And I know that I can help to make those things a reality.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, and I feel like that's why we are such a good fit because I I (laughs) wanted somebody that cared deeply and not just saw me as another number or another, you know, client to put money in their pocket or what have you. And you can feel that again, we felt that from the beginning and it's so consistent. So again, I'm, and I'm so grateful. How exciting to think that you, I'm the one client that's had you on their podcast. I love it. Yes. Well, I'm sure there will be many more. Yes, you're welcome. (laughs) All right, Brielle, have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks so much for being here. And that's a wrap of another episode of Ignite Your Confidence. I'm your host, Karen Laus. Thank you so much for listening. If you love today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps other people find the podcast faster and it certainly helps me. If you're interested in more tips and tools around confidence, please join me over in my Facebook group called Ignite Your Confidence with Karen Louse. Remember, you too can stand out with unshakable confidence.